I love you. Hello, welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. To another riveting ex- episode, exorci- ex- exorcism. Exorcism. Another riveting exorcism of these franchises. Horror <laughs> Franchises 3. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. And the people in this, these movies could definitely have used an exorcist. Uh, mm-hmm. At least in two of the movies. And, uh, all three of them. All three of them, you think? They had to exercise yeah. the zombie, is that what you're saying? Which one are you talking about that didn't need it? Halloween. There's no like like ghost in Halloween. Oh, Michael can use an exor My- Michael can use an exorcism. He's got some shit going on. You think there's I okay. I I He's mean pure evil in his eyes. You know, I in the you maybe in the and in evil the looks back at you. Well, I thought we already retconned the Jamie trilogy, okay? <laughs> Oh yeah, this one st- this one starts all over. This yes. like I mean we're yeah. not talking about it yet. But Rob Zom- Zombie Ween, as I call it, Zombie literally Ween. restarts the entire franchise. Yes, it does. For for a minute, for a hot second. But we're not talking about that one right yet. We will be today. This is a podcast about movies and TV called Green and Faceless on the Couch. <laughs> <laughs> and who are you, friend? Why I happen to be the faceless leon thank you for That's coming to join us uh for god damn the ninth is it the ninth ninth yeah man this is the ninth one we've done of of the friday 13th halloween and nightmare on elm street yeah threesome playlist this is uh the last matchup. movie with freddy krueger that we'll be talking about oh so sad the remake that happened in uh, 2010. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they if they make a return. Let's yeah, we'll see if uh, Nightmare on Elm Street lives up to its heavy win of this entire uh, franchise. You know, of yeah. nine films, they've won five or something like that. Yeah, and and some of those victors haven't been good. We'll be honest. No, you know, there there's some where Halloween and and Friday the Thirteenth they just didn't put up a good good option. You know. And uh, we're kind of in the same boat today. We'll find out uh, what happens because all three of these films just suck, man. <laughs> it just sucks so bad. Yeah, there's definitely things I hate about all of them. And I think I, I'm pretty sure that we're going to be split by the end of this. Though you said you're not sure. I have no idea who I'm choosing. I think I know yeah. who I'm going to choose. And it's gonna yeah. probably going to make some people angry. But like out of these three movies... Who are you not going to piss off? And it's not that I necessarily care what you they think. You know, I don't know. I I feel like none of these films can have a very loyal. This is the best of the franchise following. Like none of them. Like no. I, I've seen I've seen a lot of favorites of Halloween lists, like where they they do the one through twelve or thirteen or whatever we're on now. Whatever. I think thirteen. It's ridiculous, and none of them have zombie ween topping the top of it you know like right it's 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 always far down the list where it's like i mean i've seen it as high as like somebody's fifth favorite and i think that <laughs> was like the highest i've ever seen it get and i was like okay that's bold all right like all right. season of the witches before it huh <laughs> season of the witch just gets so much hate you're all fucking wrong it's the third best halloween it is <laughs> it just is god okay makes me so angry <laughs> But no, before we talk these films, I will say that uh, um, I'll go ahead and shill our our Patreon page because there was a new Halloween film dropped, Halloween Ends. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go over to patreon.com slash green and faceless on the couch, Please sign up do. for the $5 tier, you'll get to listen to Bangers and Hash Patreon. at the end of the month here or at the beginning of the month, you know, coming up. Who knows when we'll get it dropped. Slash. But, yeah. Yeah, and I think you might want to sign up for it too. Because what are you doing over there? I can't hear anything. <laughs> That's because I'm whispering. I'm whispering the uh, <laughs> the URL. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. I was just like, what's happening? I'm just hearing like winds of wind in my ears. Uh, it was supposed to be subliminal. Now it's subliminal. I like it. Yeah. yeah now, it's, now it's blimable. Yeah. Well, people like liminal like, now. It's because, liminal. You know, liminal. Okay. Yeah. Back. 
Yeah, back room games. Those are those are blowing up, and that's all about liminal space. So oh, I don't have shit's... any idea what you just said. It was not English to me. I mean, it, it's totally. It fine. came through the the internet completely clear, but I have no idea. What you said. <laughs> just know that it's blowing up, man, and I don't get it. I don't get it one bit. Is it is it like the the simulator games? No, it, it's you're, you're trapped in like a, a basement, like a basement in a um, like a parking garage kind of basement, uh-huh. and it's it's rooms that are just like never ending. You know, you're kind of like you're you're being chased by some monster, and you're just running around the back rooms. You're stuck forever. It's it's. I mean, it is kind of scary, but like okay, nope, no, thank you. It's not my video game. <laughs> I want to actually be terrified. You you want to. Uh, when it comes to horror, I feel like I'm always different than pretty much all other people out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you might want to tune in for this Bangers and Hash because I'm a little different than most people are on Halloween Ends. Because it's getting a lot of hate. I'll give it some hate too. But I think the, the viewpoint that I'm going to be delivering is, is that people are just going to be like, Oh, you hate it for different reasons and that's weird. And I think it's going to be exciting. <laughs> so come on by <laughs> to see how weird he truly is. They <laughs> uh, I, I guess, you know, now that that's out of the way, speaking of weird, we can get into our first film. Jason goes to hell. The final Friday. They took, they took four years off and they came back on the, in the year of my human birth, 1993 with a bold with a bold Friday the 13th idea, a bold concept. It's like somebody walked in there and it's like, "How about we do Friday the 13th again, but with no Jason?" <gasps> and, and the producers are like, "What? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you heard about Halloween 3 season of the witch? It doesn't work, man. It doesn't work." <laughs> but I think that's like one of the best of the franchise, and I think we need one. We need one. And that guy, the guy that you're portraying is Adam Marcus, the director. And they fired him and then stuck his name on it as a cruel joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I don't He obviously directed it. But, like, I, I feel like this is one of those films that you would just ship off to Alan Smithy. You yeah. Know, that fake director name. Yeah. Just be like, ah, uh, that guy did it. We oh, don't know oh. who he is. <laughs> so, yeah. It's not bad, right? Not- Tom, yeah, fuck, he, he's yeah. a billionaire. He's got to be a billionaire. <laughs> the, here, here's the intro. Is uh, um, at the end of the last one, Michael's dead, or Michael, Freddy, Freddy, Jason, Jason's dead. His name's in the fucking title, and I can't even remember it now. <laughs> <laughs> Jason goes to hell, but he's, but he is like, like I can't he's remember exactly again. what happens. But right. what happened? Oh, he he. He got transformed into a kid and drowned again, like, yeah. right? Like, something yeah, like that. Yeah, he drowned again, yeah. and then he was a kid. And I think it was because he drowned in waters that weren't Crystal Lake waters. It was because it was sewer Maybe. water. And so that's why he's more popular now. That's why he's got big, big lawmen coming after him. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. For, for they, unspeakable reasons, though, he's, he's no longer a kid. No, he's back he's to being a big bull yep. man. He's back again. I, I think it just kept on happening in that four years that passed. I think it just kept yeah. on happening, and they they set up a sting operation. I just fucking remembered that. I have no recollection yeah, yeah. of this movie, but as we go along, I think it's gonna come back. Yeah, <laughs> and that that was the funniest part. Like I love that opening because uh, again, like I don't understand why he's back, but he's back. Uh, well, I do understand. I'll ex- I'll explain it, but it's it's just dumb because now his like his brain is bulging around his mask. Yeah. Like the design is nice. I do like the design in this one because it's gross. Like it's it's, gross. it's really gross. Yeah, and, and it starts off with this hot woman uh, in a cabin in the woods, and she she slips down to her her birthday suit to get into the shower, <gasps> but the lights go out. Uh oh! Oh, dang it! Yeah, she puts on a towel. And she's just like, oh no, the power is out. Whatever will I do? And she goes out and there's Jason, ready to kill her. And she go, fights go, go, Jason. She gets she gets thrown out off the balcony and she lands on the table, still wrapped in the towel. Yep. She gets up, 
She does some kicks and shit. She punches him. I she runs appreciate out. that she was a bit of a badass. Oh, yeah. It's just funny that she had to do the whole scene yeah. in a towel. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's like she's in a towel doing all this shit, including flipping out of the window yeah. to where you find that sting operation that you mentioned, where you see a, like literally 20 to 30 men with just machine guns and everything. And Jason comes out, and they're like, open fire! And then, like, everybody just shoots this guy. Like, hundreds and hundreds of bullets just rippling through the Jason. And oh, then, like, there's just, man. like, you hear the sound of bombs, like, the <laughs> and, like, he gets hit by a mortar, and he just blows up. <laughs> it's good shit, man. It's a good opening. Yeah, I they, love this intro, because I'm laughing like crazy. They blew it smithereens, and that is the end of the movie. And then no, we it's follow... the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Because <laughs> the one thing they the one thing they didn't blow up was his heart. That's right. They, they didn't, didn't blow get up his heart. his heart, but they take it. They take it to the coroner, and then we follow his soul to hell. And we and that the rest of the movie is Jason's soul marching through hell, trying to get back to Earth. And he that'd be a funnier film. That would be a much better film. This movie was stupid, <laughs> and the title was misleading. <laughs> no, not not te- not technically no. he did go to hell he no. did go to hell it he was too yeah. long <laughs> <laughs> it was it took a minute or it took an hour and like 40 minutes the entirety yeah. of the film but the very last act of the film he went to hell i wanted <laughs> that to be the first act i wanted them to do the sting operation kill the bastard and then he goes to hell and the movie takes place in hell and you have like a Dante's Infernal Inferno yes. style where he's just like, he's going through hell, meeting famous people and killing them in hell. That would be <laughs> so good. And he's got to work his way through all nine circles. Jason goes to hell too. There you go. Jason. <laughs> Jason. Yeah, that's it. Jason goes to hell too. The nine circles. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. Contact us, New Line Cinema. <laughs> We're cheap. Don't they belong to Disney now? I think everything does. Maybe. Yeah, everything belongs to Disney. I don't know, but uh, yeah, the the as you mentioned, the heart goes to the coroner. The coroner is doing his autopsy on what little bits they can bring in, and uh, one of those bits is the heart. It starts beating. The coroner is like molested by it. You know, he's eye fucking it, and he's all over it, and then he just bites into it. Uh, he's just no. like, I gotta eat this uh, shit. Yeah, and it's gross. That, it's really gross. That is, uh, is that Steve Williams? Who does I don't that? know. These characters don't matter. Oh, well, that's the actor's <laughs> name. Uh, Crichton Duke. Well, I mean, he's no, kind of throughout the film. Crichton Duke is the the uh, bounty hunter. Oh, right, the, right, right. Yeah. He's the one who's supposed to be a hero, but they start him off as the creepy, like, hitting on this woman, treating her like a piece of meat. And it's like he's really gross and disgusting, and he's just an asshole all around. It's like, this is our hero? Kind of yeah. hope he gets killed by Jason. Like, yeah, he is really an ass. I would assume, if I'm looking at the cast list, the coroner is probably this guy called Phil the Coroner. Uh, played oh, that by might Richard be Gant. that might be it. <laughs> but anyways, the, the I mean the characters don't fucking matter at all. the The important part is he bites the the heart, and then in doing so, Jason inhabits his body. Yeah. And he goes through the the rest of the morgue, kills all the police officers, kills his assistant, the coroner's assistant, and then he's on the he's on the run. And he's he, he Phil the coroner is out and about murdering people. Murdering he comes people. upon some people fucking intense. Gotta kill them. They're fucking intense. That's my MO. He's Jason after all. He yeah. kills them. And then uh eventually, somewhere along the line. I guess he, his body just gets tired of it, and Jason's got to get a new body. <laughs> he does. I don't know. I didn't. I missed that. I yeah. thought that maybe I missed a scene. Is it not existent? No, they they show the scene. I don't remember who it is. Um, but he, yeah, how he does it, how Jason continues to do it throughout the movie, is he basically has to kiss the next person and shoot his tongue <laughs> in their mouth. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, it's weird. His man. weird demon tongue. It's I don't think this creature is Jason. It is the the creature that Mrs. Voorhees summoned 
in Jason's body that made him grow and have his powers. Maybe. I don't know. The supernaturalness of this movie is dumb as shit. What I do appreciate, I will I will be honest, that I mean, there is more to the synopsis. I'll get back to it. But one thing I do appreciate is the originality, you know, the idea of it, where it's like, all right, even though I don't, I think it's a dumb idea because these movies are already schlock stupid stuff, like, why re- remove Jason? That's all you've ever done. You know, if you're going to do it, just do it. But, uh... I do appreciate them actually having the gall to be like, no, let's do something different. Yeah. Let's have his spirit inhabit and possess people to where they those people kill something. There's a good idea there. I do like that idea. It's it's similar to Halloween Ends. If you if you're gonna tune in for Bangers and Hash, you're gonna hear me talk about Halloween Ends. It's very similar to that. But it, but Halloween Ends actually did a good job with it. It's not a great movie, but they did a better <laughs> job at trying to do that idea. I see. This movie this movie just didn't have no i have be beyond the idea itself they had nothing else to work with they're like uh uh, all right let's have jason has a cousin or a sister or a niece or a nephew or whatever you know and only they can kill him because only a Voorhees can kill a Voorhees. hey boo (laughs) yeah it's like i don't know why it's got to be that way but that's how it is and I don't remember who, I would assume it's the leading lady, Jessica Kimball, uh, played by Carrie Keegan. I assume that has to be the descendant of Jason. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't and Kane Hodder, by the way, Kane Hodder is still Jason too, just to give him uh, the name drop. He played him in the last two films. The little bits of Jason that we actually do see, that is. Yes, 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 you're right. The, the first one he kills, it was her mother. But yes, Jessica is the girl that he's after. I don't remember who Jessica's mother is, but well, the mother doesn't matter. She yeah, she just gets yeah, killed. She's just dead. Aaron Gray plays Diana Kimball. Carrie Kimball <laughs> plays Jessica Kimball. Good job on your three minutes of fame. <laughs> we should treat these people with the respect that they deserve. They worked hard on this movie. No, oh, they did. Nobody worked hard on this movie. <laughs> But Jessica, the, the the main characters really are just Jessica, Stephen, and Creighton. Dude. That's <clears throat> yeah. that's really it. Everybody else, I just don't know who you are. I don't, I don't. care about giving you a shout out because I don't remember who you are. I frankly like, don't even remember Stephen. Stephen was the main guy. He was oh, the guy yeah, who the like, guy. Yeah, geez, I keep on forgetting about him. I don't know why. It's like his girlfriend yeah. and uh, baby daddy, but I don't know. I, I just I don't understand the story at all because there's not one. Well, he, th- there is one. There is one. Jessica Kimball is a descendant of Jason, yeah. and only she can kill him. As Creighton Duke, the bounty hunter, knows for whatever fucking reason. I don't know why he knows it for some reason because he's also a, an occultist, and he know he's trying to get Jessica to be strong enough to kill Jason. And I mean, by by when I say be strong enough, he basically kidnaps her baby mm-hmm. so that she will come to him, and then yeah. he'll be like, "All right, bitch, here's what you got to do. Here's this knife. Does you it? take this knife to this heart, and you kill him when you see him." And she's just like, "Uh, okay." And then b- before he can even do that, he's in prison for most of the film. Uh-huh. Creighton Duke is, so he gets Stephen Freeman, the main guy, to be free. Because he's a free man. Yeah. And he releases him from prison, even though he can't get himself out of prison. Creighton Duke gets Stephen Freeman out of prison. And then he's like, you got to get Jessica to kill pretty much every single person she sees until one of them is the one that's possessed by Jason. So that then she kills Jason. And he's just like, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And he also breaks Stephen Stephen Freeman's uh, fingers to... To provoke him into becoming his his acolyte in this mission. Yeah. It's dumb. It's dumb shit. That is the plot. That is the story. Steven is then trying to save Jessica. In the process, hundreds of people are just getting murdered by possessed Jason. (laughs) And and then... So, forgive me if I'm wrong. And this is definitely a big spoiler of the movie. But don't... You don't need to watch this one. Does he then inhabit the baby? Does that happen? Uh, that was his end game. That was his end game. That's what Jason wanted to do because then he would. So 
he's he doesn't have his own body right now, right? Right. He is just uh, a, a a regular old thing. Uh, he he's got a he's he's a tongue monster. He's got to keep spitting himself into people's bodies. But if he gets into the body of a Voorhees, then his original bull like bull man body with the brain bulging out of the mask and everything that comes back. And uh, yeah, his goal is to get into the baby of Jessica. I don't know why he could have just got into the Jessica, but yeah. he can't. He's failing hard at that. But there is a funny scene of one of the people who's possessed by Jason, I don't remember which one, uh, about to kiss the baby. Oh, Because <laughs> there's the baby in the crib, and he's, like, coming at it with his, like, his alien tongue yeah. sticking out. They're like, wow, so I weird. want you, baby. It was gross yeah. and weird as shit. I don't know whose sick, demented idea that shot was. <laughs> but, lo and behold, this, again, spoilers, I don't care, but uh, he fails at <laughs> possessing the baby they do succeed at pushing him under the house the problem is there's a corpse down there of one of of a, of a uh, offspring of jason now i can't remember who who in relation it is to jessica kimball uh, but there is know. a corpse down there it might be her mom i don't know maybe it was maybe it was but there's a hilarious moment where creighton duke stephen freeman and jessica kimball are outside and they're like wait a second that Voorhees body, does it have to be living? And then Jason, in, in proper full form, just comes bursting out of the floor like, Arr! that's the funny thing. Jason does make sound in this one, yes, too. Yeah. He, he goes like, Arr! all the time. It's really funny. Really funny. Did we say it was uh, Kane Hodor? I did not I did, I did not, not get his name. his name right, I guess. That's not his name. It's Hodor. it's Kane Hodder. I, I just wanted to say it was Hodor. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You're alright. He'll sue you later. He'll sue you later. <laughs> but no, I mean I don't know. I don't think there's any that's, Closing that's the synopsis for the yep. most part. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. I think it's dumb. It's incredibly bad. It's 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 terrible. Like I will give it one credit. There's at least like a reason for Jason's kills. You know, he's not. I don't know. Like I don't know. There there does there needs to be there doesn't need to be no, a reason for Jason to so. kill. I think it's better when he doesn't have a reason. I agree, but that was one thing. Is like this film actually had a plot. It's not a good plot. It's not a well executed plot at all. Yeah. But there is a plot. There is a goal. For Jason to have, and I don't know, it's it's one and a half stars. I can't give it much credit no. at all, no. but it did make me laugh a lot, especially one scene, uh, which I immediately like rewound and watched again, then rewound, filmed it, and sent it to Blake. Yeah, because uh, the main character Stephen Freeman, he's on the ground. Him and uh, Deputy Josh, played by Andrew Block. They had just gotten into a fight. They're like they were like best friends before the movie started, but you know now they're now they're against each other, and they just got into a fight. They're laying down beside the the sheriff's car. They're panting like crazy, and the sheriff's like, "I'm gonna put you in handcuffs." And Stephen's like, "Yeah, how are you gonna do that?" <laughs> Deputy Josh responds, "I've got a gun, you idiot." <laughs> and then Stephen's like, "Yeah, I got a gun too." <laughs> and then they look at each other like, oh, "We both have guns." And then they both pull their guns and point at each other and run a standstill. <laughs> it's the it's dumbest. I love it. It's so fucking funny. But yeah, one uh, and a half stars. Don't go see it. It's not good. It's not good. You could just skip this one entirely. Uh, half a face. I couldn't even pay attention to it, guys. I, I really couldn't. I, I had to do something else because I, I was going insane watching it, frankly. I was like... You just didn't get the comedy, man. Uh, that, I laughed at that scene, that that one scene that you sent me, but I keep on forgetting and, it for some reason because I don't know. It just and the intro scene. You had to laugh at the intro scene. I don't re remember it. I don't remember Where it. Where they shoot him a thousand times? Oh and then yeah, I guess him? yes. The, the yes, the, the sting operation was hilarious. I wish that started the movie. Was that Nine Circles of Hell that we were talking about? I really do. Well, we'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll contact so, New Line. One thing that I did enjoy about the movie is that it actually 
set up Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> I thought it was setting up something else too, because like they, because he gets dragged to hell. Jason mm-hmm. goes to hell. Uh-huh. He gets called there by demons, and they pull him down, and and he he sinks into the dirt. And all that's left is his mask on top of the grass, on top of the dirt, you know? And yeah. it's just like, oh, that's kind of funny. And, like, a, a dog walks up to it. And I literally, I shit you not, I thought the dog was going to piss on his mask. Because <laughs> it just, like, it walked up and it sniffed it. And I was like, do it. Or do put it. it on and it was going to be, like, the mask. <laughs> dog Jason. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That'd be good. That's that's after okay we'll do jason goes to hell to the nine circles and then we'll do dog jason <laughs> jason came back but not the way he expected oh god <laughs> prepare to get woofed <laughs> oh, uh, and the more he kills uh, shit. the more he kills like the more like bipedal he becomes until he's like a jason werewolf oh dude yeah. that'd be awesome yeah oh we're on to good shit all right, how about this? We'll take a soda pop break. We'll write this fanfic film. Yeah, the and, whole... uh, we'll be back with the last two. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. I love you. Well, hello, hello. We're back. We're back. Zombie ween. We're back a ween. I said with zombie ween. I heard what you said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, let's talk about Sexy Loomis. <laughs> yeah, man. Malcolm fucking McDowell, baby. Yeah, he... <laughs> did you recognize the sheriff by chance? Uh, yes, I did. Brand, yeah. uh, Dourif? I'm not sure if I'm Brad, saying it right. Yeah, Brad. Brad Dourif. Yeah, uh, he... I did recognize Grima him, tongue. he definitely almost blended in. Like, he's such a unique... Yeah character that it's hard not to pick him out for me right right. uh but he uh yeah he he almost blended in this time with his mustache and his his mustache added a lot yeah (laughs) yeah it took me a while actually because i couldn't i was just like man i know who that face is i know the name brad dorif i'm like god i can't think of it at all and then he made like one face, and I was like, "Green a worm tongue." I got you, <laughs> you slick bastard. <laughs> I almost forgot he played that. He's just got so many weird roles. That's what I remember yeah. him for. Not even like specific ones. Just like his face with the weird costumes that he's had. That's that's all I yeah. have in my head. Like, there's this weird scientist one. Do you remember that one? I, honestly, I only remember Chucky and uh, oh, that, damn Chucky too. I forgot about Chucky yeah. too. I, for some reason, I just think of him as this weird scientist guy mostly. Oh yeah, one flew over the cuckoo's nest too. I Was it Dune? That. The original Dune? I don't think so, but I did remember. I did actually remember he was in that. Oh, yeah, I, I don't. I couldn't remember that at all. Know. The Exorcist Three. No. The good one that is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Somebody put in the comics, uh, comics, the comments. What movie he's a, um, a, a mad scientist in? And I appreciate it. It might be the attack, attack from Mars. Oh, interesting. I I don't know that it's got that kind of aesthetic. Attack from Mars, not Mars attacks. Not the Tim Burton Mars attacks. Maybe attack it's on Mars. Attack from Mars. Maybe it's it, maybe it is Mars attacks. That it's the it's got Bill Murray in it. I, was say, I don't know if he's in Mars attacks. I was maybe I don't. I just I didn't. Let's know delete all was, this. I, I Let's start were... again. Let's start again. Okay, we're back. No, we're not deleting any of it. No, <laughs> no. I was just saying that I was like I I didn't know if it was a movie if there was a movie called Attack from Mars. I was I just like, know. was it Mars Attacks? It probably is Mars Attack. It, if, if but you... there is also probably a movie called Attack from Mars. I just don't <laughs> know what it is. He was in Alien Resurrection, the fourth one. Oh, man. Where that that was written by Joss Whedon, where, where Sigourney Weaver gave birth to a baby alien. Yeah, I remember Kate. that part of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah, right. secret review of all that shit. Um, so I even think Malcolm, uh, well, Malcolm McDowell is in uh, 
Clockwork Orange, and yeah. Brad Dorf was in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. There's a lot of similarities between those two. That was a random sure. factoid that I thought was going somewhere in my mind, but it wasn't at all. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> we uh, have... Yeah, you, you said it earlier. Uh, I don't know if it was on mic, but you said... That it opens up with domestic violence. Uh, we got... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, we got <laughs> Michael Myers that is 10 years old, played by uh, Dig... Dig Fairch. I think it's Dig Fairch, <laughs> yes. Uh, that's what I was going to say. And, you know, for a kid actor, I think he did just fine. I, I, I'm just not so sure that we needed to have any kind of sympathy for Michael Myers. No you know? sympathy, plus we didn't need to see him being able to talk and, and act like a real yeah, human it being. was really weird. That's why I said uh, Hey Boo earlier, because that's what he calls um, his baby sister. Oh, oh god, yeah. yeah. I was really sister. hoping that when he was Michael and he uh, found Laurie Strode and he like took his mask off, I was really hoping he'd be like, Hey Boo. <laughs> i know i thought that was gonna happen actually i really thought maybe not the mask because at, by by the time that he that uh the actual part of the movie that takes half the movie to get to right by right, the time Jesus he gets Christ. there he is very afraid to take the mask off he's uh, i do like one part i like about it is how they do actually go into his psychology. I, I did not need to sympathize w- with him. At the no, same and Malcolm time. McDowell as Samuel Loomis is really damn good. Yeah, I like, did it really that. works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't fun. understand how they got Malcolm McDowell to do this film. But <laughs> he is he is the film saving grace. I have to say, dude, I did not recognize him, and when he was doing the younger version of him yeah he had the long hair yeah yeah he had the (laughs) hair as like swooped over uh and everything and i was like who is this guy i know i recognize him is he was he in like i don't know what he's fucking from and then uh flash forward 15 years silver fucking hair like dyed silver fucking hair yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) it's really like oh i know his face I, like, I know his face so well, and, I like, I can't really name things that he's in, mm. except for the one role that he no longer at all looks like, and that's uh, uh, Clockwork Orange, right. where he yeah. was, like, super young. And I'm just like, that's the only role that I, like, super well know him for, but I, I know his face because he's been in everything, like... <laughs> right, for real. His Heroes, right? He was in, he was one of the quote-unquote villains in Heroes, if I don't, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Like, I do remember, yeah, because he was Silas's dad or something, right? Something like that. I don't remember. I don't remember. We're we're really trampling on somebody's fan fave right now. Hey, he was in Star Trek Generations. He was Star in... Star Trek shout out. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, there was a couple of Star Trek things that I saw real quick. But where? I don't even remember what I'm looking for anymore. Heroes! There it is. Yes plays daniel linderman daniel linderman and he likes to cook name. for himself <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> so uh yeah in this movie Such however he is playing a psychologist and after 15 years of the inciting incident of jason for not jason Voorhees, i'm on the wrong uh, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Myers uh, killing his older sister. Uh, I don't fucking remember. His, also, his stepdad. Yeah, his older sister's boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah, it's it's honestly that part was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, and uh, it was a good scene. It's one of those things that I feel like this movie suffers from the fact that it's trying that it is saying that it is a different franchise if they would have just made this michael myers inspired movie and it was a different character i think i would like it more maybe maybe i i mean i my only issue is the the that long you know it's it's like 30 minutes until he becomes you know yeah and in that whole 30 minutes that first that first act there it's all about building the empathy for what creates a monster like this. Yeah. And like, you know, there, there, like, I get it. There is like an empathy 
you know, there there's a lot of emotion and everything that goes into like creating something this evil, you know, and that was one thing that, um, you know, you get hints at it in, in John Carpenter's Halloween where they, you know, he talks like he's like, you haven't spoken for 15 years. You used to talk to me. And so like, you know that there was a human, but the fact that you never, ever see it in John Carpenter's is what makes it so good yeah. because it, it keeps Michael on a, on that creepy shape level right. where he's just, <laughs> he's just the boogeyman. But when you get to see it, when, when, Rob Zombie decided, you know, because he asked John Carpenter what he should do with this. John Carpenter told him, make it your own. Yeah. You know, make it your own film. And he thought, you know, in, in Rob Zombie's uh, mind, he was just like, all right, how I do that is I want to focus on what creates this monster, mm-hmm. like the, the actual psychosis level. And I can respect him for yeah. that. I do yeah, like he what he's trying did to do. something different with it. Yeah. For sure. But I just... The, the emotional aspect is what gets me because it's just like, I don't want to sympathize for Michael. He's a murderous no, yeah, ass. Yeah. It's like, like well, but and I think the problem is, is that we've had eight movies where he's been a, a, a murderous psychopath. And right. Yeah. We don't yeah. want to see that. And we don't want to be like, ah. like it's the origin story is fun, but I don't know. It, they already did that. <laughs> Uh, they were they they were trying hard to uh, to like show you that they're like we're not trying to get you to empathize with Michael you know because they show him like killing animals yeah they show him uh, he beats up a school bully and it's just like they're trying to be like he he was evil you know before he did the inciting incident he's not you know he's yeah. not just snapping because had, of the domestic violence that we're getting you to sympathize for right he had some warning signs. And they only yeah. just now found out about the warning signs before he started killing people. <laughs> and, like, I, I understand that he's trying to make you be like, okay, I don't have to empathize for this character because he was evil before then. But he, but it's not really the case because the domestic violence is always fucking yeah. there. You yeah. know, the whole movie starts off with it, so we see it all the time. And, like, it, it again, if you want to go down to patreon.com slash screen of faceless... <laughs> Check out Bangers and Hash. I'm going to talk about how Halloween Ends did a much better job at doing that, at making you sympathize for a character, but in a good way, because there was like a diverging path hmm. where it's like, you know, this character doesn't have to do what's about to happen next. And it's all about whether or not they make that decision. Hmm. Whereas with Michael, you don't have that because you always know it's like, he's going to kill. Yeah. It's Michael. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, so... He eventually gets loose because that's how the story goes. And yeah. uh, it, this is after it, it seems to be in response to Loomis quitting. Loomis is like, hey, I don't know what else to do for you. You're not getting better. Yeah. So I'm going to leave because I need to move on to write a book all about you and make lots of money. <laughs> And, <laughs> and, and call you mean names and say how your eyes are yeah complete blank evil yeah. <laughs> and then michael kills danny trejo <laughs> <laughs> mikey i was good to you mikey <laughs> 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 oh we're not oh, making fun so of sad you. i i really actually liked his character um Mr. no Cruz. i really did too i was really hoping that that you would actually see like a bit of humanity in michael yeah. there i was i was really kind of hoping that michael would michael would just look at him and be like <sighs> and then like break a finger or something and then just walk away uh, yeah. but like <laughs> yeah uh i i nope. was hoping michael's he, gonna yeah. be michael i was hoping maybe danny would get to be in more of the movie because i enjoy you yeah i really did too i always do but a fun he's character a fun nonetheless. Like, you know, there, a lot of times he's he's the rough and tumble guy, and it's nice to see him as the nice guy. Yeah, really. It really yeah. was. And he was kind of also, like, sensitive, you know, yeah. at, at near the end. He had glasses on. And he <laughs> was like an older man, close to retirement. He was yeah. doing his old and, Donald and, Glover, and or Danny Glover. He's also, like, training this guy up who's a complete and total asshole and should never be anywhere anyone who has bad mental health like what the fuck yeah yeah for real that was that guy was just i thought like, how like did he, was he get tired was like told to volunteer there yeah maybe i don't know messed up hey i'm moving <clears throat> on can we do closing statements on this i really don't know oh yeah no no we didn't even talk about Lori. actually 
No, um, no. So yeah. Laurie Strode Played by Scott Taylor Compton. Thank you. And uh, she is a lot. I don't know. It's Different. not the same Laurie. I don't like this Laurie necessarily. No. Not that I thought that uh, Scout Taylor Compton did badly. I I just it's not the same character. And when you're working, yeah, Jamie with was like iconic character. You should do the character. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. I feel like you should try to make it your own. Like you shouldn't just do the right. exact same. But I didn't. But it like should be. They should it. be similar. Like you don't similar, do. You least. don't do. You don't recast Superman and and not make them Superman no. or Clark. No, Penn. but Superman's also got fifty plus years on <laughs> Laurie Strode. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I mean, with Laurie and, and John Carpenter's version, Jamie Lee, she was timid. You know, she made a really good, you know, person to root for because she right. didn't really deserve any of what was going to happen. Yeah. Whereas this one, this one was kind of like... She didn't necessarily deserve it, but yeah, she no, was no. a smartass. She was, um, she was a pretty average teenager, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where it really is. Yeah. But, but just her, but just knowing that she was his sister, I think also makes it a little more like, you don't really root, because you know why Jason's going, or Jason, Michael. you know why Michael's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> We're just getting lost in these characters now. They're all the fucking same. They just kill, kill, kill. <laughs> yeah. And like, how, one thing I don't, I didn't quite catch is how Michael figured out where the fuck she was. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, there was there was something. Uh, I can't remember what it was. I know they showed one thing. I just I just can't pinpoint exactly what it was, but he he uh, figured it out somehow. I don't know. Should, what, let's let's close like a on folder. it because I, I mean, yeah. there's they did they do kills, but from that point on, it's the first movie. They even have like beat for beat, like the one guy who. Give me a beer, you know, after the headset. Give me a beer. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, okay. And then the Jason comes, or Jason, Jesus, Michael comes <laughs> back in the ghost costume. And she's like, you look silly. Yeah. And he even got stabbed into the wall, just like the one guy did. Right. Like, it's, it's, right. it's shot for shot, man. Yeah. yeah. After that point. So the, the thing that Rob Zombie actually added was the thing that I have really the biggest complaint because of sympathizing with this mass murderer who, you know, up to this point, we were taught is like, he's an unredeemable evil. Like, why do I want to sympathize with him? Uh, But I think if this was truly a break alone movie, a totally different title, a totally different character, then I'd be like, yeah, that's a good horror movie, watching this kid go crazy and, and killing people. Yeah, <clears throat> but the but the the second half is too close to the original. They'd have to make the second <laughs> half different, right? I give this movie though a face because I, I I think it's watchable for sure. It definitely is. Like it's not bad at all. Like I I do give it three stars. I think it's fine. It's you know it's a remake. It does what it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I've, I've mentioned already what my thoughts are on the. The, the emotional you know sympathizing with michael so like that's just that's that's where it is it's weird it's weird it's just weird and also saying michael as a kid just fucking weird man just fucking weird <laughs> i will say though this yeah. is the first version of halloween i ever watched because i was finally old Ooh. enough to be allowed to go watch horror movies and stuff yeah. so this was my first introduction and uh, and maybe nice. that's why I'm not the biggest fan of of Halloween, but I recognize that the original is a masterpiece comparatively to this movie. Absolutely uh, perfect in every possible way. Yeah, but maybe because I got re- I got introduced to this first, because this just it tainted you. Yeah, it it does taint that movie a little bit. I think it could survive as its own thing, which I know I said that several times. But moving on, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what taints? You know what taints a nightmare on Elm Street two thousand ten? What? All the familiar faces that, as I was watching it, I kept texting you about because I was like, "Oh, this person was in a superhero movie." Yeah, this person too. <laughs> this person, awesome! Whoa. Oh my god, it starts. It starts <laughs> off, and I saw. Uh, I saw. 
Oh, oh man, I'm already forgetting her name. Laurel Lance. Uh, yeah. What, what's the actor's name? Oh, is it Katie Cassidy? I think it Kate, is. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Katie Cassidy. Yeah, she plays Laurel Lance in the CW shows, The Green Arrow and Flash. Right. And it was so funny when I saw her because I was like, whoa, is that is that really her? Like, man, she's young. Like, how? wait, when did this movie happen? I was like, 2010. That's around when Arrow was, like, right. starting-ish, sometime around then. And I was then, like, I, I didn't believe it at first, and I saw the name Katie Casting. I was like, that sounds familiar. And I was <laughs> like, fuck it, I gotta look it up. But then also, I, I already knew this one just because we'd already talked about it, but Jackie Earl Haley. Right. Um, Warshak. He, he plays Freddy. Yeah. plays Warshak and Watchmen. And then there's another one that just popped up. And I was just like, wait, I know this guy too. And then I looked into it and he's in Smallville and he plays Bart, <laughs> um, Bart Allen, uh, Kid Flash, or huh. whatever they call him. It's, uh, it, I can't remember what they call him. It's uh, Impulse, something like that. Oh, I don't fucking so, know. I don't know. It's, it's a weird name. But Kyle Gardner, he plays Quentin Smith in this. And yeah, he he just popped up, and I was just like, all these superhero faces, like, <laughs> what y'all doing in this movie? Oh, also, weird. Uh, ta- uh, playing, um, well, we didn't introduce Nancy yet, but Nancy is in this movie. I don't know if those other kids are the same names from the earlier movie. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. But Nancy Hallbrook uh, is played by Rooney Mara. Which really surprised me. Yeah, you know, I don't know that I necessarily recognized her as that while we were watching it. I think she became like I think she became to fame for like the girl with the dragon tattoo. Right. I think that was where I first watched her. Right. Um, but she's in this one film with Kate Blanchett called Carol. I gotta look it up because I can't remember if it's called Carol or not. Well, while you do that, I just wanted to mention that we have talked about Connie Britton her, before, who plays her mother, That's Dr. Right, yeah. Dr. Yeah. Gwen Holbrook. So a lot of familiar faces. Yeah, where we talked about Connie Britton was American Horror Story That's Murder right. House, right? That's right. Yeah, because it, it took me a long time to remember where I where I seen her because I was trying to think. I was like, was she in a superhero movie too? <laughs> and after a while, I was like, oh no, she is the American Horror Story person. Which. Uh, that's coming out later this week too, right? To give you guys a preview, yes, yes. we're going to talk about American Horror Story: Asylum. Indeed, but yes, Rooney Mara. She was in a movie called Carol with Kate Blanchett. Uh, very beautiful. Uh, well, I say that I haven't watched it since the first time I watched it, so I should probably rewatch it. <laughs> but I remembered it being beautiful. A movie about two women falling in love, but in you know in a situation where they can't be in love. So, great movie. I, that's where I remember Rooney Mara a lot. So I was blown away when I saw her in this and was just like, whoa. <laughs> I did not know she was in films before uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. <laughs> well, I guess she had to get there somehow. Because this is my first uh, first introduction to Nightmare on Elm Street. I hadn't watched the original um, before I watched uh, this one. Same here, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's actually true for me as well. I did think that, to say up front, that Jackie Earl Haley's uh, interpretation of the monster Freddy is pretty pretty interesting. It's good. It's, it, yeah. it is his own version of it. But after yeah. seven films, I guess eight, I really appreciate Robert England's. Robert, yeah, yeah. yeah. He had a lot of life and vitality <laughs> to the role, whereas... You know, Jackie is just brutal violence. Like yeah. he's he's intimidating, right? But it, it is a different rule. Like I'm not gonna. I I, I do like it. The I think makeup, it's fine. His voice I is, think, is pretty fucking good in this movie. I hated the makeup on. I think it looks like a real burn victim. That it's uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's mostly CGI. I don't even it think it might was practical. Be partially CGI. That's. Uh, yeah, I've seen pictures of him with just the makeup. Yeah, I just I couldn't stand it because it just looked CGI to me, and I was just like, hey, like uh, I don't I don't know. Maybe it was practical. I didn't, I didn't look into it, but his voice works really well as yeah. as Freddy. I really liked it. But yeah, I just that was the only thing for me was the the scars looked a little rubbery and and just fake because they didn't they weren't practical. I think if they're I don't know. I, I can't. I keep saying that, but I don't know if that's the case. Yeah. It just felt that way to me. Yeah. Well, I think that it. it I think it was. I. I liked it. I appreciated it because Freddy Krueger 
basically his makeup is a pretty even pattern in the movie and that's not very realistic but in this it it looks like so the, he, it was licked by flame and stuff i i i you know because i've I've met people who have That's suffered fair. from large yeah. burns, and I know what it looks like. And I was like, "Wow, right. I appreciate that they they went for that detail." And that's fair. That's totally fair. I I will say the the movie starts off following Chris Fowles. Uh, she's at a restaurant with her boyfriend, uh, some fucker Dean Russell, I think. <laughs> Thank you. Played by Kellen Lutz. It's <laughs> just like some fucker. That sounds right. <laughs> but uh, that guy, that guy's struggling to sleep, and uh, he eventually does sleep and enters the dream world. There's J. Uh, there's Freddy. There he, he gets is. stabbed and dies. And he kills himself right in front of Chris's eyes. And yep. she's like, oh, my God. He pulls a razor out of nowhere or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then she starts having the nightmares. And, oh, we follow her for a while. Yeah. And she's she's trying to stay awake. She's doing the thing you do in the, the original movie. And then, oh, she's dead. She's and dead. And now we're following... And now we're following Jesse, I think. Jesse Braun, played by Thomas Decker. Oh, that's right. And, and, Who was Chris's yeah. boyfriend off and on. And, and off while, while she was dating the guy who killed himself first, Dean. And then on once Dean died and he snuck into her bedroom. And then, yeah, he watches her die. And then he starts having the nightmares. And he's struggling not to sleep. And then we finally finally start following our actual heroes nancy who we already mentioned rooney mara and uh quentin smith who i already mentioned as kid bart uh, but i don't think i said his name kyle Golner. <laughs> kid, um, <laughs> kid bart allen <laughs> he wasn't a kid in that show but, <laughs> but yeah it, it takes a long time to start focusing on the characters that we're supposed to root for yeah, they're there yeah they're in and out and focused on, but it, it really focuses on the other characters so much before then. And I'm like, I, I don't care. I don't know if I'm <laughs> supposed to root for them because I don't know if they're going to survive more than 10 minutes. Right, now. right. Like, geez, yeah. As soon as I heard the name Nancy, I was like, oh, okay, that she's the focus. And, right. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of nice that, I don't know, I kind of liked the kind of, a little bit of misleading for the audience. I liked that a little bit because it's like, oh, maybe it's not going to be Nancy that we follow. Why are they going to call her Nancy if, <laughs> if we don't follow her? And then we follow Nancy. And then you're just realizing that all you're doing is thinking and you haven't been watching the film at all. And now there's five more dead kids. And you're like, oh, I don't know who we're following. <laughs> uh, yeah, and kind of most of the kills are boring. I think Chris's kill is pretty fun with the ceiling. Yeah, where he drags stuff. her across the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. It's, and, uh, yeah, and they really it's kind of funny. they really focus once they start figuring out the mystery they focus a lot more on how creepy fred krueger was uh as the gardener yeah. of this preschool and, and yeah they keep on going to the preschool instead of the house which uh, or was that how it was in the original i can't remember i can't remember either i think they went to the house but yeah I'm but not the, sure. the house becomes super important in the third one at the very least <laughs> and anyhow in the bottom of this preschool he had a secret room and he would take them oh. there and do gross things with them that adults shouldn't do with children and then right. also hurt them with uh tools and things because yeah yeah with night glove hand gloves that had knives on them right because he's freddy because he's freddy <laughs> And uh, so I, I feel like you know the story by now if you've been with us. So uh, the parents yeah. of this town, they chase him down and uh, they end up killing him. And, that's right. Yeah. And so he's back for revenge. Yeah, that's that's really what it is. He's back for revenge. And the kids think he's back for revenge because they think for a good solid like 30 minutes right that maybe he didn't do it yeah and so this movie spends 30 minutes making you kind of sympathize with with right freddie also right because in the flashbacks we've seen he was just an innocent man with you know Who hanging out with kids. the kids and they seem to like him yeah. yeah 
And then the kids got scared by something he may have done. And so they told the parents and the parents overreacted. That's what the kids are made to think or the, yeah, the, the heroes teenagers. that were following are made to think for a yeah. while. And it's, I hate that so much because I'm just like, what's the message you're trying to send now? That maybe it's okay to molest kids? No, no, I disagree. (laughs) Obviously, nobody wants that to be the message of the movie. No. But uh, besides maybe a a pedophilic filmmaker. But anyhow. um, (laughs) Rogue Plansky. (laughs) (laughs) Freddy's not making the movie. He's in the movie. And I think what they're trying to say, uh, Samuel Bayer and uh, Eric... Uh, Heiserer. I'm sorry, I didn't say your name right. That's wrong. Heiserer. Heiserer. And Wesley Strick. You can't leave Wesley Strick out. Well, I'm sorry, Wesley Strick. (laughs) And, uh, yes, you you said, are they trying to say pedophilia is okay? No, I don't think so. That was a joke, but, like... I think, um, I think, if anything, they're trying to expose how cunning and charismatic these people who take advantage of children can be uh because he kind of leads them down that hole like hey i didn't i didn't do anything to you kids um you're my favorite nancy and um (laughs) anyways yeah how they could how they could even have thought that because that scene happens before they go on the investigation yeah yeah like why would you yeah. even think he was not a molester? He literally right. in the dream licked yeah. your fucking face. Yeah, you're super right. You're super right. I was trying to defend it. But anyhow, once they find out that he he did do it like near the end of the movie and that he's just on right. a revenge kick against the parents for killing him. And against the kids for talking. For telling. Uh, for telling, that's right. Yeah, for telling on him. He said it yeah, he made them swear a secret. That's right. And maybe yeah. that's what gave him the power to return. Um, anyhow, maybe power of broken promises. <laughs> so, so, yeah, once they find that out, I think they're very much like, no, this isn't okay. Of course, this isn't okay. And he wasn't right, man. He's just been fucking with us. What I'm getting at, though, is that there's a scene where they go to their parents and mm-hmm. they're like, how dare you have killed him? He, You know, we, we were kids. You don't know if we were telling the right. truth. I think we, that's we, what, you don't know that he was a molester. That's and what like, I was trying to get at. I think at the end, you are supposed to be like, we have to listen to kids if they say that this is going on. Right. I think that's what and, you're but supposed if they to had been like. making, if they had been making that argument too during that scene, that'd be fine. Yeah. But to lead the audience as well as the kids on a whole 30 minute trail of being like, don't always believe what the victims say. Right. I'm just like, are right. you fucking kidding me with this right now? Like, I was like, what is happening? I did not remember right. this at all. So weird to even possibly believe that Freddy was not a child right, right. Like he that licked your weird. face. So besides He's all that, y'all. besides all that, uh, it's the same movie. It really uh, is. It, I I don't know. It's it doesn't do anything better, but it does have Mr. Krabs in it. Oh my god, did it? <laughs> yeah, Alan. Uh, the character's name is Alan Smith. Clancy Brown, though, is the. Oh, that guy! I keep forgetting yeah. that he's. Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> I only reckon like I just see his face, and I'm like, I know him. <laughs> he's also Quentin's dad. No, he's also Quentin's dad. Oh, uh, he's a good actor. I, he was he's in fun. Shawshank. That's where I remember his face. Right, from. right. When he was yeah, really young looking. Yeah, when he's the Gerd. Yeah. So no, I, I guess yeah. To wrap up on this film, I, I think it's just boring. Yeah, like. I, I looked back at the reviews of it and they're like crazy harsh. Like this movie has like nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes and like I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, people <laughs> No, it's not that bad. Like people are like a lot of the critics back then just toured a new one because they're like, same shit, different day. Like, am I supposed to care? You know, and it's like it's kinda of funny that in a movie about how terrifying it should be to go to sleep, all you want to do is go to sleep. I see that review a lot. Yeah. And it's like it's true. It, the movie is boring as fuck, and I do want to sleep during it, and it's about, you know, not being, you know, not wanting to go to sleep. But it just sucks because it's literally just the ninth one. We've seen this shit. Yeah. Same shit, different day. There's no imagination in it. Like They didn't change anything, really. They just focused more on the part where they're kids, just a little bit more. Exactly. And, and in all the other ones, like, I mean, 
even the even the the seventh one, you know the like the ones that like I wasn't too into, they still had a taste of imagination. Right, they had, they had something. <clears throat> this one just didn't have anything, and like it was it was same shit, different day. And I give it two and a half stars because it's it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's not. It's not the awful garbage that all the the reviews give it that I see, but like it, it I don't know why why remake it. It was yeah. a, it was a masterpiece. Why'd you do it? Yeah, why'd you do that? God damn, Halloween! I kind of <laughs> I kind of understand a little bit the temptation to redo it because right. uh, of the the low not value the low priced effects. I would say. Right, yeah, yeah, it went from like three hundred thirty thousand to like we have a million, couple yeah, million dollars. Exactly. Budget. Like I see, yeah. I see the and, and Halloween. Like obviously, the, not Halloween, a Nightmare on Elm Street. That movie obviously had a budget. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, it's also like there is a new angle too with Halloween. Like there is a new direction as as yeah, the zombie was improved that you can look at it new. It's not great, but you can. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I give I give uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street 2010 a face. It's just a movie. Uh, who yeah. wins? Who wins this threesome? You know, I talked myself into Halloween, the yeah. zombie ween there. Yeah, because I, I I didn't know if it was going to be between Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. And once I started talking Nightmare, I realized I just I was bored by it. it I didn't care. And I was like, yeah, there was something to rob zombies halloween to to give it the victory right um i will also say i forgot to mention that samuel bayer the director of nightmare on elm street i think that was his only film i don't think he's made anything else because i couldn't find a a filmography on wikipedia so like i don't i don't think he's made anything else after that uh no there's a couple of things he uh well it looks like he directed uh music videos yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like I see a lot of music videos and commercials, but I don't see any other films. Well, so I think I think that was the only movie he ever made, and I'm just like, that is a weird choice. Well, to come out swinging with a Nightmare on Elm Street remake and then say peace, peace? <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> well, well, one yeah, movie's strange. got a 19. <laughs> percent So you say it's halloween i say it's halloween as well because like you said they tried something different nightmares just a movie and jason goes to hell should never have existed <laughs> just perfection but jason goes to hell too yes the Ninth will Circle be should a perfect movie call us call us new lion uh next <laughs> time we come back to this playlist there will be no more Freddy Krueger. No. We'll see if they can maintain their their lead. They will. I, I think... How yeah. many do this Halloween have? Two and a half? Or just two? How many... Sorry. Oh, victories? Yeah, I think it's two and a half. Or okay. maybe two. Maybe it's just two. My, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure neither Friday or Halloween could even by themselves can take over. Because <laughs> there's only two more entries left. And I think Nightmare had five. Like, I'm sorry... <laughs> But I think Nightmare has won the overall as it should. As it should. It was just it's beautiful. More imagination. Yeah. 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 Only two good films, but more imagination spread so throughout. Now what we're doing, we're we're finding out who gets second place. Uh which I think For we me, already it's know. Still Halloween. I think we already know that too, yes. But we are yeah. still finishing this out because there's more movies, okay? Well, yeah, we got two more. <laughs> We got Rob Zombie's sequel, Halloween 2, how it had a sequel when Michael's brain was literally blown to bits. We'll find out. We'll find out. (laughs) Then we got my fave, Jason X. I'll see if that holds up because I haven't watched it in a couple years, so it's going to be very hilarious, and I hope I really have a great rip-roaring good time. (laughs) We'll find out, everybody. Well, and yeah, and that's it, right? It's just the one more episode, right? Two more episodes. After that, we got we got we've we've talked Halloween Kills before. I don't remember when, but we talked it last year, I think. That's right, we did. And, it was uh, a stare go. But we have to talk. We have to talk the first one. We're gonna talk it in Halloween. reverse order because we're. T- <laughs> yeah, we gotta talk the first one there, and then there was another. There's another Friday the Thirteenth movie. Thirteenth movie. I yeah, I don't remember what it is, but there was. Holy fuck! Hold on, I got. Oh, might as well just look it up. While you know, hold on a second. Try to figure out why. Oops. 
I went to Jason X immediately. It is... Oh, it's a remake. Friday the 13th. They did They did a remake. Bold. The last film they ever made was a remake. <laughs> well, so was, so was A Nightmare on Elm Street. It only came out a year before. The Nightmare on Elm Street. That's what... If you want... If you want it to die, all you have to do is remake it. <laughs> so I guess I guess we might have one more Halloween film where they just they do another remake because somehow it survived Rob Zombies. Yeah, and it survived this new remake as well. Well, these aren't remakes; they're just continuations of the same. No, I franchise. don't. I, okay, we'll it, see when we get there. We'll see in two weeks for the, our <laughs> our first that, week that, in November. We're leaking our we're leaking our. Uh, Scary marathon into November here. We're going to finish this out and we're going to see which is the best and the worst movie. And here we are. Of all time. We're cutting off now. I, I ran out of things to say. <laughs> You're right. I'm the green traveler from war. And I am the faceless Leon. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.